Hi, I'm Matt Cotty. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I specialize in helping people take their lives back from common mental health challenges. I believe we all deserve and can achieve great mental health. And on this podcast, I'm going to share with you practical tools, strategies, and principles that will help you navigate the path to recovery and move towards becoming the best version of yourself. Welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Show. All right. Hello and welcome to this episode. So today we're going to talk about shifting consciousness and its role in helping you overcome intrusive thoughts. And this is really beyond that, just anxiety, fear, phobias, panic, whatever, right? This concept that I'm about to share in this episode is probably the most important thing that I can talk to you about. So I'm really excited to talk to you about. And actually, it's funny because I was just sitting this morning and writing a, um, you know, a chapter in in my book that's going to be being released here shortly, um, called the AAA Response, right? And um, you'll be able to get it over at Restored Minds for those of you that are, uh, you know, looking for it. Um, especially if you're listening to this in the future, then uh, or you know, in the future, but when a, at a later date than which I'm recording. So. Um, So it's this idea of shifting consciousness. So let's just go ahead and dive in because again, I have a, as I was outlining the, um, the chapter today, I mean, there's, there's so much, there's so many ways we can go on this. So what I want to do is attempt to really simplify this concept for you, because I think once you get this, it can, it can change everything. Right. And, and really what's important to understand about consciousness is that the reason most people stay stuck in the OCD and anxiety loop is because they attempt to solve OCD and anxiety from the same level of consciousness which it was created, right? So Albert Einstein famously said, you know, the idea of you can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness in which it was created. And so... Let's go ahead and start by just talking about what is consciousness. All right, let's just start with that concept. So when you look it up on Google, right, it just says the state of being conscious. And you're like, wow, well, thanks, Google. Like, that was, that was really good. And even if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, cool, Matt. That really helped me a lot. Um, so let's go ahead and dive in for a deeper explanation, right? You know, or maybe um, really look at this concept on a, on a deeper level. So my personal favorite definition of consciousness, right, is from John Randolph Price, who is an author that passed away, talked a lot about metaphysics and, um, and stuff in his writings, but he defined consciousness as to the, the, the concept of being aware of, to understand and to know something, right? You're aware, you understand, and you know, therefore you're conscious of something. And so, but, but the problem is this word gets tossed around a lot, right? And, it do, and, and not everyone uses the same definition. So it gets confusing because it's like, well, you know, people like Eckhart Tolle just talk about consciousness, right? Michael Singer talks about witness consciousness. There's people that are self-conscious. Like, what does this all mean? Let's tie it together. That's what we're going to try to do in this episode. So to, to be conscious of something is to, again, be aware, to understand, and to know, 
So if you are conscious of, let's say, multiplication tables, it means that you're aware they exist, you understand what they are, and you know how to apply them. Therefore, they are now a part of your consciousness, you know, and so you are conscious of them, right? And so then, then we move into this idea of self-conscious, right? So when you think of someone who's self-conscious, though, usually you're thinking about someone who's like very overly aware of what they think about themselves. Like, oh my gosh, and my shirt is, you know, I have wrinkles in it and oh, my hair looks bad and people are going to notice this huge zit on my face. Oh my gosh, you know, like, and, and this idea of self-conscious generally is this idea of, you know, being very aware of yourself and what other people are thinking about you. But here's the thing, the self has, we're going to talk about two different levels of consciousness. And when I'm talking about shifting consciousness, what I'm going to really be talking about is this idea of your lower self and your higher self. And this is what is so important. Okay. So when, when someone is self-conscious, I would argue that they're not really self-conscious in the sense that that's not who they really are. What they are is ego conscious, meaning they are living from the place of the ego. And what the ego is, is your self-concept in your mind. Okay. It is not who you are. It is this formation of beliefs, ideas, labels, and all these things that have come together in your mind that has, has developed your self-concept. Okay. So when you're self-conscious, very self-conscious, oftentimes it, it usually is a negative state people are in because they're overly aware of their self-concept and how other people are interpreting their self-concept. But when you think of someone who's very self-conscious, usually you aren't thinking of something very like healthy. At least I don't, right? When I think of someone who's very self-conscious, it usually doesn't result in me, you know, perceiving that person to be very healthy, right? Because oftentimes they're just very overly, you know, analytical and in their mind all the time, right? Again, they're what, and and so so then we talk about this idea of the big, like the large self, the higher self, the observing self, you know, whatever, but this higher level of consciousness. And this is really what teachers like Michael Singer and Eckhart Tolle and, um, you know, and I believe even like, you know, far back as I think like David Hume, you know, thing in like the 1500s talked about this idea of the observing self. And so like, what is that? What are we talking about here? Well, really what it means to be Quote, and, and this is where you have to find your own words that really work for you. Because when you understand that there's this ego and mind that you have, and that's where your intrusive thoughts and all the what if thoughts are going to live, right? That's why even those thoughts are ego dystonic, meaning even at the lowest level of self that you have, which is your ego, you still recognize these thoughts are not reflective of you. But then you move beyond the ego and you understand this idea of awareness or witness consciousness or the observing self or the higher self, whatever you want to call it. And what it means to sit in the place of witness consciousness is, again, to be aware of, to understand and to know yourself as the witness of your mind, of your feelings, meaning there is a space between this awareness right? And the thoughts that you're experiencing and the feelings that you're having in your body, right? And so when we are talking about shifting consciousness, what we're really talking about is shifting your consciousness, consciousness out of this idea that you are the mind or you are the feelings. And that is what ego consciousness is and shifting it into this idea of that you are the awareness or the observer of the mind. 
that shift in consciousness is the most important jump you will ever learn to take in your life on this journey, especially, you know, I once read that the hardest, hardest path anyone will ever walk is the 18 inches from their head to their heart. Right. And that like what that person's talking about, in my opinion, is the, is the idea that you are living from your mind and into your heart. Right. And, and here's the thing about consciousness is that we can constantly shift in and out of ego consciousness and witness consciousness. We can lose consciousness and stuff. Meaning when you're watching a real like intense show or you're reading a really good book or all that, you can get so immersed in it that you forget you're actually doing that. Right. Like, you know, when I watch the Dallas Cowboys football games, cause I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. And I know that comes with its own pain and suffering. I, Totally hear you guys, okay? When anyone here that thinks that. For those of you that are with me, God bless you, okay? Um, we actually had a really good win last night. So, But anyways, when I'm watching the Dallas Cowboys play football, I get lost in the game. Like I will literally be like my consciousness gets lost. I'm not even aware that I'm actually watching the game. I'm just like so into what it is. That's that's when I've lost consciousness in something, right? So, so again – I'm not even aware that I'm really watching the game. I'm just so immersed in what's happening. So this idea of you can lose consciousness in the mind, like, of course, that's what happens. Your mind creates something, a fear, a worry thought, and then you actually lose your seat of self into the mind and you go into the mind and start trying to fight it. Okay, that's that's so important that you understand that that idea. So really understanding that you as a human have the ability, you have different levels of consciousness in which you can live from. So when we're talking about the intrusive thoughts, intrusive thoughts live in the ego. See, what most people do is they learn about tools like the AAA response or ERP and ACT and mindfulness, and then they try to go into the mind to solve that. And, it's, and it, it doesn't work. I've yet to meet someone who has outthought all their intrusive thoughts or who has fought the intrusive thoughts and then slayed that dragon in there. Oftentimes, in every case I've seen, it's always gotten worse. The point that I want to really stress here is that when you shift consciousness and you apply the tools from a higher level of consciousness, that is how you are successful in this, in this journey. And so, so when you were talking about shifting consciousness, what we're talking about here is, again, who you are aware of, who you understand, and who you know yourself to be. When we're talking about big self and small self consciousness, so small self is the little s, that's the ego. And then big self, again, is the awareness. So when we're talking about true self consciousness or even just witness consciousness or, you know, what Eckhart Tolle just calls consciousness. Eckhart Tolle just calls it, again, consciousness and ego to make it simple, right? And, and so, but, but really this aspect of being conscious is to be aware to understand and to know yourself as the witness, as the observer within, as the, uh, you know, the awareness, right? To be aware that you're aware. And I know these concepts may be new to you and that's okay. Maybe you need to listen to this episode a few times. That's okay, right? Maybe you need to go deeper on this episode and, and, and you know, look at additional resources on this. But shifting consciousness brings you to a, a different plane in which to resolve or ultimately dissolve intrusive thoughts. If you try to use the tools 
and fight intrusive thoughts from the level of thought on which they're created, like going into the mind to fight the mind, you're going to lose. I just want to like, I've been down that road. I'm telling you that because I've done it for, I did it for a long time because I didn't understand this. Right. So, so when it comes to intrusive thoughts, one of the big things that we need to be able to do is to shift into higher levels of consciousness into, you know, the higher level of consciousness as the witness. So hope this idea makes sense. And I hope that at least it's starting to spin your wheels a little bit because this, this can change the game for you. And um, I was really excited to, to make this episode today because as I've been writing a chapter on it, um, you know, just really kind of formulating my thoughts, you know, the application of this is so much grander than, than I, you know, one can even imagine. Because yeah, sure, we want to look at it and from the, the, the mere context of OCD and anxiety, sure, absolutely. It's, it's huge there. But then think about, like, think about all the things in our world that people fight over and and you know it's like almost all of it is generated from the ego right these concepts these ideas these beliefs that we hold in the ego and because we falsely identify with the ego we defend it immensely against other people's egos if we were able collectively as humans to shift our consciousness to a higher level what you would realize is that we have way more in common than we have than, than, than we are different from one another. And more importantly, when you let go of the ego, you don't have to defend these concepts against other people. You can let people be different from you. You actually can celebrate their differences. And you don't need to change the world outside of you because you realize the work is always within. It's always within. And if you really worked on yourself, what you would be working on is shifting your consciousness to a higher level. And you would realize that that right there would circumvent all the problems. There is no left side and right side, no red side and blue side. There is just, you would, we, like, we actually could all level up, in my opinion, to the same side, to a whole different, instead of moving left and right, we go up, we raise our consciousness up. That's how you talk about resolving problems on a societal level is not getting to common ground so that the egos can all be okay. You're never going to make that happen. But if you understand that you aren't the ego and you can shift your consciousness above it, and actually we can all live in a higher state of consciousness, I mean, talk about the change that could happen. But the only way that that happens is it starts with you and it starts with me. And that's the only place that we need to work from. Sure, we can talk about these concepts, but if we work on it as individuals, what that happens is that then encourages other people to work on it themselves. And you talk, and this is why, again, the same concept comes back again with restored minds. The reason that you know we the restored minds is restored minds. That's why is because I really believe that as an individual level, the way that we heal the world is as individuals. It's not by working at it from societal problems and, you know, um, you know, politics and voting the right people. And it's not going to resolve anything. And sure, war isn't going to help either. Right. When when we're talking about like if you leveled up your consciousness and then that even got your family members around you inspired to potentially leveling up their own consciousness, think about how much better your family would be. And then ultimately, if we all did that as individuals and just kind of just spread and got deeper and deeper and deeper, you know, into communities. And we actually had a communal level of consciousness that raised, 
above the problems that we fight about on the ego, it's like, my gosh, you know, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, it just seems so clear and obvious to me. And again, I'm not telling you that I live a perfect life because I don't. I shift in and out of consciousness all the time. But the thing is, is about being aware when you lose consciousness, when you're in your mind, when you're defending a concept, and then being able to shift back out of the ego and into awareness or into pure consciousness or the, you know, again, witness consciousness, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, that's that's what I have to to say about that. And um, I think we'll tie up the episode there. For those of you that are looking for help, again, I have a little link right down in the notes um, in my two-day intensive workshop that I ran. And there's a, you can get access to the replay, so you get access to both days instantly. Um, in that, I talk about this. I talk about how consciousness, and I go deeper into this, how consciousness is literally like one of the primary steps you need to take before you ever even work on putting tools into practice. Because if you're applying the tools from the wrong level of consciousness, they're not going to work. It's like, it's no wonder these tools don't work for people because they're putting them in the place in the wrong areas, you know? And, and this was where I, all the frustration that I ran into. And so like my hope is, is that someone out there on the, on their journey is listening to this or watching this and you hear this concept because this would have saved me I'm going to just soft estimate years of my journey if I would have understand this concept earlier on. And, and my hope is, is that I'm explaining this concept in a way that doesn't, that doesn't get too woo woo for people, you know, because it really is about, this is like the human experience. And when you understand the difference of the ego and the difference of the awareness, and you understand this subject, subject, object relationship, and you actually understand that you have the power to shift consciousness anytime you want the results for that can not only be amazing for yourself, but collectively for your families, your, your, your cities, your counties, your countries, your society as a whole, man, you know, and, and again, it starts and ends with you. That's it. So anyways, access to the workshop is right down in the notes. Um, and if you have any questions, you can, uh, you know, again, throw them in the comments. Again, please help us out by liking, subscribing, and even leaving a review um, on iTunes. That would really help us as well. And with that said, I wish you guys an amazing week as always. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. See you soon. Hi there, Matt Cotty here, and thank you for taking the time to hang out today. Now, real quick, if you are currently struggling and you're looking for help, please head over to restoredminds.com because we have different programs available to help you. And the good news is, is that for the most part, you can get started right away. And if you found this episode helpful, then we would really appreciate if you would take the time to leave us a review on iTunes as it would really help our show. You can also send us ideas for topics of future episodes that you would like us to cover at support at restoredminds.com. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode.